0: Joined by the last days prophet Robert Mawiri, pastor, mentor, pastor to many around the world. Greet the people and open us in prayer, Dr. Mawiri.
1: Hey, welcome. Thank you for watching. You know, it's so good to be together because God wants us to encourage one another, strengthen one another, build up one another. So I want to pray for you, Mm. Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your people that are watching. I pray that you touch them, anoint them, fill them with Mm. joy the joy of the Lord and the Mm. peace of God, that they may just know that this (laughs) is the day the Lord has made. Thank you, Father. That we can rejoice and be glad in it, knowing that you're with us in Mm. it is our all in all. (laughs) So, Father, we give you praise now and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you for
0: that. Amen. Good to be together again. Wow. I always love this time of sharpening iron, helping the people get prepared.
1: <laughs> you know, many people just write us and say mm. they're so appreciated. They are just so appreciating our time together, our sharing with mm. them. Just, you know, how God uses <laughs> just our time together to encourage them and strengthen them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: It's anointed for sure. Let's get into this. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. Dr. Murray, through these last seven Q&A's that we've done, we have learned how and why of the calling on your life as a last days prophet of God to the nations. In our last session, you spoke of God revealing to you the Daniel timeline and how the enemy was going to use the deception of a pre-trib rapture to cause many to fall away. You mentioned that God had given you confirmation of a post-trib pre-wrath of God rapture through, one of the things we're gonna talk about, through Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel, then Prime Minister. I want us to talk about several of those experiences and the prophetic assignments this God that God has given you. But first, I want you to tell the people about how you left Rhodesia or Zimbabwe now. How did you leave there for Australia? And I wanna give one more scripture. I wanna give this again because i believe this is one of the scriptures of the calling on your life and it's jeremiah 1 5. before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i sanctified you i ordained you a prophet to the nations and i believe that is the calling on your life so tell us about how it was that you left rhodesia for australia
1: well i i want to just y'all don't mind I want to just say something about this Jeremiah chapter one verse five. That um, it is awesome to know a God that would predict the future, mm. uh, know everything that's going to happen before it happens, foretell everything before it happens. That's our God. He's a He's an amazing, awesome, glorious Father in control Mm -hmm. of the past, present, and future. And I am here to say that prophecy that was given over me and my mother's womb has literally been fulfilled. I mean, every detail has been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I I am amazed that God has not failed to fulfill the smallest detail. Everything has happened just the way It was prophesied, and I say, to God be the glory. Amen
0: and amen for that. To God be the glory. Yes, he's a good, good father. He's a wonderful father. And he's a promise keeper.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Yes. Lord. You know, you you said about Rhodesia. That was part of the prophecy that was given, that uh, I would leave Rhodesia, and that I would go to Australia, to America, to the nations, uh, to really... Uh, carry out an anti-message to the the generation, to this terminal generation, and um, prepare people Mm -hmm. for the coming of the Lord. So when the time came, uh, my country, Rhodesia, um, that's over 45 years ago, Rhodesia was a rebel colony. That means we tried to do as a country what America did. Declare UDI, Unilateral Declaration of Independence, mm. from Great Britain. So Great Britain said, okay, we'll just isolate you, put sanctions on you, and your government uh, will now be an illegitimate government, unrecognized by any country in the world. So here I am. God says, time for you to go to Australia. there's has come. And I cannot leave the country because I have no passport that is recognized by any country because of the um, the Rhodesian crisis, the UDI declaration by Ian Smith. You know, God sometimes gets us doing things at the wrong time. Mm. And in the, in, the, in the natural, we, we, we say, this can't happen. It's <laughs> right? impossible. Amen. But he's the God of the impossible. Yes, Lord. Is there anything too difficult for him? Mm. There is nothing too difficult for him. Nothing. Because everybody said, well, this cannot be God, because when I applied for a visa to go to Australia, the Australian consulate in Pretoria, South Africa, said we cannot issue a visa because you are a holder of an illegal passport issued by an illegal government, not recognized by any country in the world. Mm -hmm. So we will not give you the visa to enter Australia. But God says, you're going to Australia, you're gonna meet your wife in Australia, he gave me the vision of my wife-to-be, and uh, everything that would happen, he showed me in a vision. And now I'm ready to go, and they say, you can't come. It's like God chose the wrong time Mm -hmm. to say, now it's time for you to go to Australia. (laughs) You know, sometimes in our life, we wonder why we have challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, problems are prospects for miracles. That's how God breaks through to show us that he he is the almighty. Mm -hmm. It's these Mm -hmm. impossible situations that when God comes through, we say to God, be the glory amen and i tell you what happened god spoke to me he says i tried of course and nothing worked and then he said as usual we always try the best we can Mm -hmm. and then when we fail and we are frustrated and we're disappointed then we tend to god in desperation and say god what's going on and God smiles and say you know what I was waiting for you Mm. to come to your senses. Thank you. So I got to my senses. I started saying, God, everybody's laughing at me, saying, you say God told you to go to Australia, and you can't go to Australia, so you must be a false prophet. Mm. God never said that to you because he knows that you can't go there because of the legal issues. Mm -hmm. So you are a false prophet. Mm. So I am being hurt for believing God and declaring what God told me. And so finally, in desperation, I said, God, what I do? And the Lord said to me, I want you to apply for a British passport. And I started laughing. I said, (laughs) I don't look British. Uh, It's impossible. Mm. And the Lord says, I will issue a British passport to travel to Australia. So I applied to the consulate in Pretoria, and they answered me and said, um, you don't qualify for a British passport. You don't have a relationship, a connection to the British people. You don't have a family originally from Great Britain. And so you don't have a claim to the British passport. Mm -hmm. We cannot issue the British passport. And at the end of that horrible letter, there was once sentence that kind of gave me a, a little hope. It said, however, the only the House of Lords in London can give you a special dispensation hmm. to travel on a British passport. So I have sent your letter to the House of Lords in London for the adjudication. Okay. So a couple of weeks later, in the House of Lords, the House of Lords approved the uh, My application to travel on a British passport. I mean, (laughs) God. how awesome (laughs) is that? How how amazing is that? Mm. I mean, this is the God we worship. This is the God we walk with. He is faithful. He Mm. cares. He makes a way where there is no way. Mm. He is the God of the impossible. So that got me into Australia, and I had a vision or the woman that I was going to marry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to Australia. That was wonderful because God opened the door. And by the way, I didn't have money. So I prayed. I said, God, I don't have money. I can't afford to fly over there. It will take me a lifetime of saving to get to Australia. So you have to do a miracle. But the miracle I'm asking you is a confirmation that it is your will for me to go to Australia. Mm -hmm. I said, I said, send me a man from Australia to come to Rhodesia and find me in a city of nearly three five 500,000 people and say, you're the man wanted in Australia. God has sent me to give you the ticket or to pay for your ticket to Australia and I'll be your host <laughs> in Australia. Because I didn't know anybody in Australia. Mm-hmm. I knew God knew somebody in Australia mm-hmm. that he would send to me. And he would find me, and I was not going to ask that person to help me to come to Australia and initiate. I wanted that person to initiate, to say, you are the man God wants in Australia. I've come to pay your way. Then Mm -hmm. I know that there is no human influence. Mm -hmm. It's purely divine. It's Mm -hmm. God. It's Mm -hmm. pure and holy. So sure enough, the man was sent by God, and he ran after me with his hand on my shoulder, and said, you're the man that God sent me from Australia to you in answer to your prayer, because you asked God for a man to come and pay your way to Australia. I've come to pay your way to Australia. And he paid the way to Australia. And here I am. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, you know the problem, Andy, that I experienced. I went to seminary in Australia because I thought... The woman would be at the seminary, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of holy women who go to seminary, mm-hmm. they want to be missionaries, and mm-hmm. uh, the right kind of person would be at the, missionary, at the at the seminary. Sure. So, I I, I went there, and the And problem, you're looking around. I'm looking around, and the problem was, all white people are white. Oh, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you tell me,
0: all white people look alike to you. <laughs> Oh my well, goodness my,
1: from my vision to the reality it was kind of difficult sure. because it was now several years later mm-hmm. so i but you knew exactly what this woman looked like in exactly the but okay. it, I couldn't find one that was exactly what i'd seen and finally i came to my senses that if the vision was from god i cannot find her Without going back to God, Mm, I say glory. So I went back to fasting and praying, and saying God, okay, tell me where she is. And the Lord said, She is not on the island of Tasmania. I was near the South Pole, on the island of Tasmania, Mm -hmm. south of Melbourne. And uh, the Lord says, She's not even on this island. She's in South Australia. And the Lord said. This is how you're going to get there. I'll send the person to the, to the city through several circumstances that are miraculous, mm-hmm. that I could spend all I talking know. I've talking about incredible of. <laughs> things. They, anyway, at the end, I was sent to this specific home in South Australia, and God says, in that home, you will find her. And in that home, I found her. And we've been married for 41 years.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
1: we got three boys, three daughters-in-law, our seven grandkids, <laughs> two blessed, two distressed. That's how faithful God is. All All right. Right. That's about Australia and getting there.
0: Hold on. I want to read a scripture and I want you to tell me what Janet thought about this when this scripture, because I know what you've told her, I've heard the story. Let me read Psalm 1850 and here's what it says. He, God, gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David, King David, and his descendants forever. That's you, you son of Solomon, son of David. What did Janet think when you told her You're a last days prophet, son of Solomon, son of David. What did
1: Janet think? You know, of course I didn't tell her about uh, my Solomonic, you know, that I was a descendant of King Solomon or anything. She just looks at me. She says, wow, I better tell my pastor. And the pastor was like, no, Janet, don't do it. And uh, she ran to tell her mom and dad. And mom and dad says, no, Janet. We don't do that, mm-hmm. uh, so it's out. So it was in, it, the moment it happened; it died. That's like God. He, he will allow us to be tested, mm-hmm. and the test was: Are we going to do it our own way? Just get married, and uh, you know, and say God said it. We don't need the support of people. But Janet and I agreed that if it, this is of God, then God will speak to her, Pastor. Yes. And that God will speak to her, her parents, yes, and that the pastor will receive a revelation from yes. God that I was sent by God, and that her mom and dad will receive a word from the Lord mm. that I was from God. Now, but- I had not met that pastor, I've not met their parents, right? So, I say, God, you know who they are and where they are, so you speak to them and tell them that that man was the man sent by God.
0: Let me say this, because there might be somebody out here watching this for the first time that doesn't understand. Your wife Janet is white yes. and you're a black man. Yes. And for the pastor and her family,
1: that was a big no-no. Of course. Okay, all right, now you keep going know, on with the story. In those doors, yeah, yeah, definitely. So they say, no, Janet, this can't be God. Of course, they, they, they didn't check with God. Mm-hmm. So we agreed, okay, if I missed God, and it, your pastor says it's not of God. Your parents say it's not of God. I believe God gave you the right pastor. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. believe that God gave you the right parents. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to wait until God speaks to your pastor, mm. speaks to your parents. You don't have to talk to them about wow. it. Wow. You don't have to raise the issue. That's a lot of faith, and Robert. Don't say a word about it. Let them initiate it. And it took about two years Wow. at Christmas. The pastor two years later says, you remember the person I told you it was not God. That was God. God wants you to find wherever he is in the world wow, and go marry him with our blessing. And this was a Baptist church and they wrote a letter of apology and says, I miss God. God wanted you to marry this woman. And we're sending her with our blessing, the blessing of the church. Wow! That's an Auburn church God. in Australia, Only and the God. pastor saying that, and he says God has spoken what to him. What about her family? And then she she's like shocked when the pastor said that two years later, and she goes home to, for Christmas, mm-hmm. and they're sitting at the at the table. Uh, and uh, she hadn't told. She didn't tell them what the pastor said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just sitting there having a Christmas dinner, and the father handed her forty thousand dollars, and said, "Go find the man you told us that we said was not Jesus. God, because it was God. Wow. And here's the forty thousand dollars to take to him wherever he is." I'm talking about Glory. an awesome, yes, awesome yes. God. I'm already in America. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they've not heard from me. They've not seen me. Yep. You've left it no to God. communication with any one of them except faith in God. That God said it, He will fulfill it And in His timing. Oh yes, and that His timing will be perfect. Yes, Lord. And so, in in two years, the time had come, and God fulfilled it. That's why, when you look at what God said wow. in the, mm. you know, we go back to the missionaries who prophesied over me. Yes, this was part of the prophetic declarations that came to pass in a little way that I was Mm. set apart, because how could I go into the world? God wanted me to be black and white Mm -hmm. into the world Mm -hmm. so that I represent the the, the two major groups of people in the world. So that's how faithful, how amazing Mm. God is.
0: All right, let's get now to Netanyahu. You went to him because you said to God, I want a confirmation if I'm going to teach Post-trib, pre-wrath, if that is true, after me teaching pre-trib for 40 years, you tell me what to do. And he said something about Benjamin Netanyahu. Tell us about
1: that story. All right. Well, here is the crisis I was having, a theological crisis. I saw clearly what God was showing me, post-trib, pre-wrath, rapture. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, Matthew Mm -hmm. 24, verse 29 to 31. So, I saw that clearly and God spoke to me and taught me in a revelation. This was not a study. God showed me. Now, He showed me many things concerning the end of time, the the timeline, the Daniel timeline, that was sealed, that was given to Daniel Mm -hmm. by Gabriel. So, God said, I'm going to open the seal and I'm going to show you and interpret this timeline to you. So, He opened the seal, He interpreted the timeline and gave me an understanding and I said, Lord, many people have tried to, you know, predict the end of the mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm. And they all, you know, everybody knows that they've all been wrong. So who am I to say what I'm mm-hmm. gonna say is right? So I said, Thank you for showing me this, but I need confirmation. Mm-hmm. Give me confirmation. And the Lord said to me, Son of Solomon, son of David. I have given the house of David jurisdiction over Israel. Mm. Therefore the sign I will give you will be in Israel. You shall go to Israel and you shall prophesy to Benjamin and it shall come to pass. And when it comes to pass, then you will know that I am the Lord and that I have spoken. Mm. So I said, Lord, I don't know how (laughs) to go to Israel how to meet with the prime minister. And the Lord says, I'll open the door. I'll make a way for you. And it was absolutely supernatural how I met Benjamin Netanyahu by divine guidance Mm -hmm. in the Kairos time. And uh, he was prime minister. And the word that God gave me was, tell him not to negotiate land for peace. Mm -hmm. That the day he negotiates land for peace, his government will collapse. This is the word I want you to deliver. And if he comes to America and negotiates lands for peace and his government collapses, then you will know that what I have revealed to you concerning the Daniel timeline is true and frightful. Mm-hmm. So he opened that way. I met with Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, it's an incredible story. It's just amazing details of the... Absolute supernatural, divine breakthrough. It mm-hmm. is just, he's as awesome as he was in the days of Moses, as awesome as he was in the days of Elijah. He, he still does the same thing. So all that happened, and sure enough, he came to Camp David. He flew back. His government collapsed just because the Holy One of Israel had saved it. Amen. And of course, I want to say this that Benjamin Netanyahu is an anointed man of God. Mm -hmm. He is a a mantle of authority that only God gave to him like David. He was set apart for a purpose and that's why God sent me to him because he's a man chosen by God Mm -hmm. and anointed by God and I believe there's much more that God will do with this man. Anyway. All right,
0: but you received your confirmation because everything God told you to do happened. Now, did you not also go to Ariel Sharon?
1: Yes. So I was writing now everything that God told me concerning the interpretation of the Daniel timeline, unveiling the Daniel timeline, um, detailed information. um, I'm talking about precision timeline that he was given. So I am writing that halfway through. I said, Lord, I'm but human. Please, be gracious towards me. Can you give me another confirmation? <laughs> another fleece you and threw na- out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. I, I, I'm like, That's okay. I, I'm like, look, I'm going to go to the nations, to the mm. world, and I'm going to tell them this is the final decade. This is the final, this, these are the mm. last days, mm-hmm. and this is how it's all going to happen. God, I don't want to discourage the people of God. I don't want to... Um, mislead the people of God, this is too big. Mm. It it came down from heaven with Gabriel to Daniel. And here I am, I am nobody in the body of Christ. I'm the list of the brethren. Mm. And please my father, I need another confirmation. And the Lord again spoke to me, son of Solomon, son of David. I've given jurisdiction to the house of David over Israel. I will give you the confirmation, you shall go up to Jerusalem and you shall prophesy to Ariel Sharon and it shall come to pass. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to pass, you shall know that I am the Lord and I've spoken and I've chosen you. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I organized, uh, a tour to Israel, uh, about 35 people. Uh, from here mm-hmm. uh, with me to Israel and the word that God had given me I framed it um, I, 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 I framed it if you could bring the frame we can show the people uh, it's it's in the office there I framed the word okay and we will show you in a minute the we're getting it from my office uh, we framed the word and uh, we carried the two frames with us one for the Prime for General Ariel Sharon, one out would carry back. Mm-hmm. So I am on the bus every day with a group of people and they ask me a question, what is that for? And I said, this is a word to General Ariel Sharon. And they say to me, do you have an appointment with him? <laughs> I said, no. Are you going to use your contacts in the country to get hold of him? I said, no. Because I say to the Lord, if this is you, You will tell Ariel Sharon to call me, Mm -hmm. to make appointment with me. And so I I said, the only way I'm going to know that it's you, Lord, is you tell him to find me and to call me. And then I will know the Lord has orchestrated this. Mm -hmm. Because if I plan it, then it's me planning it uh, How will I know it's you? I want to know that it's 100% the Lord. So you tell Ariel Sharon to find me. So every day I would carry this, uh, show the people.
0: Right, you were carrying this with you. I was
1: carrying carrying two of these on the bus, and people say, "How are you gonna give it to Ariel Sharon?" I said, "The Lord knows. The Lord will open a way. Mm -hmm. He'll make a way where there is no way." And two days before we left. I had a phone call in my hotel room. This is the office of General Ariel Sharon. He wants to meet you tomorrow at the library. And in the morning, I tell the, the tour guide, driver, and say, at 3 o'clock, I got to be at the library. says, it's not on the schedule. It's not on the itinerary. What are you doing? I said, this is my tour group you're taking us to the library Mm -hmm. and he took us to the library and in front of 35 people from America they saw Ariel Sharon come in and I prophesied to him and I handed him this very um, plaque plaque of the word of the Lord and he was moved he said blessed are you who have come Mm -hmm. We have not heard from the God of our fathers for 2,000 years. Mm. Blessed are you. You have come in the name of the Lord to prophesy to us. If what you told me will come to pass, I will know that the Lord, our God, has remembered us. You say, what is the word you gave him? I told him that uh, God was going to make him prime minister in six months. And he said to me, no, there's some issues with the (laughs) the international court,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, with the
1: issues of Lebanon. And that is never going to happen. If it happens, that will only be the act of God. And I said, then you will know that God has chosen you and appointed you, and you will be the next prime minister. Your political career is not over. God's got much, much more for you to do. They may be trying to stop your political career, but God has anointed you to be the leader in six months. And in six months, he became Prime Minister of Israel as a confirmation that the timeline that God had given to Daniel and revealed to me was true and faithful. That's why God has sent me to the nations to prepare them for this hour, for the imminent return of our Lord and Savior.
0: All right, God has also used you to instill presidents of various countries I want you to tell the people a little bit about the president of Benin yes. and how that story happened. One second. You've got to understand. He's not bragging about these things. No. He's telling you facts of how God has used him as a last days prophet.
1: Go ahead about I, Benin. I think you should send um, someone to pick up the picture of Ariel Sharon holding this so that it's it's. It's, it's in the presence. I will see, see it. Okay, yeah.
0: I'll see if I can get that. Uh, he yeah. wants the picture of Ariel Sharon holding this, another so picture.
1: It's verified because Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, I know you trust me, but it's well, got to verify. Well,
0: I'm going to verify this because you had 35 people with you when this happened. Yeah. I've met a couple of those people and I've heard the verifications of the stories. But we're going to show you that in a minute. Go ahead for time's sake. With Benin, God told you to instill the president
1: of Benin in Africa. Tell us that yeah. story. Well Well, couple of presidents actually, but Benin was quite interesting. Uh, the Benin guy was um, was a nobody. He showed up in my office here in Texas, in Fort Worth, here in the Petroleum Building, and um, I, I, you know, tell I them said, well, tell
0: them his name because they're going to uh, Google uh, it. Boniaye. They'll Google it. Okay.
1: So Boniai comes with Frank, Pastor Frank, from Paris. They say, we've heard that you have given prophetic words to uh, George Bush Mm -hmm. when he was governor. We're going to get to that in a minute. And uh, we have heard of what God has done through you with Benjamin Netanyahu. And we have a man here that um, wants to be president of his country. So he has, come for you. he has come to be anointed. You arrived in the morning, and he was leaving that afternoon back for Europe and back to Africa. So I had a very short time, and I was not in the office. So my lawyer's trying to throw him out, and he has got his, <laughs> his, his group. And uh, my, the secretary said, no, 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 uh, let's find where Robert is and let him anoint this man mm-hmm. because he has come a long way. And... Uh, and so they called me and I said, look, I can meet him near the airport because the time is pretty short. He's leaving this, uh, the, the, this afternoon. So I say, I'm in Dallas. I'll drive and I'll meet him at the hotel near the airport. Mm-hmm. So I meet the man near the airport and we have a very short time before he has got to catch his flight. And I said, brother, what do you need? He said, I, I, I want to be president of Benin. I said, so what what is that to do with me? He said, well, I heard that you pray for people and you prophesy over men and appoint them in, in, in office of government. So I need you to anoint me to be the president of Benin. So I said, okay, brother, I, I, I'll pray for you to be president of Benin. So I, I said, Father, I, I appointed Ai president of Benin and be a good leader who cares for the people, Mm -hmm. and uh, don't be like all the other dictators in Africa, be a model country that to lift up the name of Jesus and tell the people of Benin that Jesus is the answer. And and for that, I'm going to anoint you to be the next president of Benin. So after I said that, I said, oh, I think we have some, some 10 minutes. Let me ask you a question. How big is your party? He says, I have no party. Mm-hmm. So you have no party? I said, okay. Are you popular in the country? He said, no, I, when I was young, I converted to Christianity from a Muslim family, and I took, fled the country to go to Paris, and I've been in Paris for all these years until now mm-hmm. because they were <laughs> looking to kill me, mm-hmm. and now I want to go back and be president. Mm-hmm. I said, so you are not known in the country. I said, okay, do you have um, money to do this? Mm -hmm. He said, no, I don't have money. I said, okay. (laughs) I said, all right. Tell me, when is the elections? He said, in four months. (laughs) I'm like, you have no party. You have no money. You have no name. He says, that's why I came for the anointing. (laughs) All right. I said, you did a good thing. Came for the anointing. Mm -hmm. He says, there are two things I, I really need. The anointing plus money because people come to America for money. Mm -hmm. So he says, I need money. I said, okay, Uh, because I've anointed you, you will be the president Mm -hmm. of of Benin in four months. Uh, In spite of the fact that you don't have a party, you don't have money, you don't have a name, and the Muslims hate you, Mm -hmm. and the country is- Primarily Muslim. Primarily Muslim, and the Muslims Will vote for you. I said, because I put the anointing upon you, you will be the president over that country. And so I said, You said if you want some money. Here's what's going to happen. You shall fly back to the country. When you get in the country, the money will be waiting for you. He says, mm. Sir, it's the poorest country in Africa. Mm. I said, The money will be waiting for you. Mm. So when he arrived at the airport, they tried to get him, you know, assassinated and they went to ask for permission to Muammar Gaddafi. And Muammar Gaddafi, when they said we have one problem, every candidate is very good, but we have one. He is a Christian, and we know him, and he's coming back from Paris, and he wants to be president. But, and we need to, what do we need to do with this man? And Muammar Gaddafi says, which one is that? Is that that one here? He says, OK, that's the one I want you to give my money, and the cars and everything. So by the time he arrived at the airport, there was the trucks for him to go around. There was all the money that he needed from Muammar Gaddafi.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All the candidates are Muslim, one Christian, it's Boni Yanni and Muammar Gaddafi said, that's the one I want to give my money to. Once
1: I declared it, it's it's done, the Holy Ghost when got a hold of Muammar Gaddafi, of- and Muammar Gaddafi gave him all the trucks and gave him everything he needed to run. And long but, story short, did he become president? For yes, yes. Uh, the, the humor of it, he would ride around and tell the people, "I'm the anointed, I'm the anointed. Vote for me." <laughs> and he's the only man in the history of, from the from my, what I understand in the world, to be president without a political party, one single guy one. And everybody asked him, how do you form a government? You're just one guy. Muslims voted for him because they never had an anointed. Mm. So everybody says, we got anointed for a change. So everybody voted for the anointed because the anointing was upon him and he became the first president without a party, without money, without a name that's how good it is all right all
0: right wait all right dr murray wow 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 wow. come (laughs) on can i add malawi yeah well uh, yeah but first let me show this so the people can see it uh y'all can look right here that is robert murray much younger today he's got a lot of hair then and and ariel sharon and there is the plaque that he's giving to him in jerusalem in the library (laughs) These, these these are facts Uh, Malawi, I tell you what, let's don't don't do Malawi because I I, want to get, he's also, he's also, God has told him to put in the president of Malawi and it's happened. You can go back and Google these things. I want to get to, in the short time we've got left, I want to get to George Bush and Donald Trump. Tell us about George Bush, we got to do this briefly, tell us about instilling George Bush in the words you gave him.
1: All right. George Bush, the Lord said he's going to be when he was governor. Governor of Texas. Governor of Texas. The Lord said, I want you to talk to your to your attorney, and I want you to write a letter to the governor and tell the governor that says, of God, you're going to be the next president of the United States of America for the purpose of blessing Israel. Mm. So my lawyer, we got the letters. You want copies, you can get copies. So we... We, we, we send the letter to the governor, and on the strength of that revelation, he ran for the office of the president. And as you all know, he lost. He lost in Florida. Ah, so. Okay, what happens next? So now, my lawyer is mad at me, and it's just like you were a false prophet. Mm-hmm. You said he was going to win, he just lost. So we send you made me send this letter that he's gonna be the president of the United States of America for the purpose of blessing Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, you were a false prophet. Mm. Well, the day that they were gonna give it to Al Gore, uh, November the 8th, I still remember that day vividly, because I'm watching the Supreme Court over there and the you know the legal Uh, issues that were being resolved over the the election, Mm -hmm. uh, they were not favorable towards George Bush. So, while I'm watching the news, the Spirit of the Lord came to me. (laughs) He says, now you go to your lawyer and tell him to write another letter and say, that says the Lord God, George Bush, will be the President of the United States of America for the purpose of blessing Israel.
0: He uh, said, write another letter, and another you go tell letter. your lawyer, who's now calling you a false prophet, exactly. do it again, write another letter. So I come
1: tell my lawyer, <laughs> and he's mad at me oh, I for destroying his reputation, and mm-hmm. I say, write again, It's not it's, it, it, I'm your client, it, it's not you, I'm the one <laughs> saying it. So write again, and say, that says the man of God, get yourself ready, you will be the President of the United States of America, that says the Lord. And George Bush became yes, the he President did. Yes, he of the did. United States of America because God said Thank it, you, and God ordained it, and God revealed it, and God performed it. That's how accurate, how amazing. Oh, God
0: is. And yet we get tested every now and then. Because I know your lawyer. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna miss his name, but I know him. And I know his faith is stronger now than ever because of standing on the promises of God. Not your promise, the promises of God. No, this has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. You're just a vessel being used
1: as a last days prophet. Let me reword what you just said. I am an ethan vessel. I have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Mm. It's grace of God, grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace. It's not my ability, but my availability to him Mm -hmm. by yielding to him, by trusting him. He is the author and he is the finisher. It's not what we do for God. Is what God does for us, Amen. And in us, and, and through, through us, us yes, Lord. and it's grace upon grace. Amen. That's why it, all this is about the grace of God, the love of the Father, the faithfulness of God. It's, it's for the encouragement of the believers. This story is not being told to, to exalt me. It's a story told to say, God is faithful. God is able. God loves us. God cares for us. God will not abandon us. He still speaks. He still answers prayer. Miracles still happen. If you need one, you can experience one because right. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
0: All right, same. here we gotta get we gotta get to closing here, but we gotta finish up with Donald Trump. God, t- tell the people what God said about Trump, what He told you to do, and what you did, and what the outcome was.
1: Well. I was watching um, a crazy New Yorker just talking, you know, uh, on the news, and it just kind of seemed like he was not presidential kind of guy. So I didn't take him serious. And um, I had a a speaking engagement in Austin, Texas. So another brother said, "You take me to Austin." So he, was, he said, Brother, I'll just drive you mm-hmm. so we can fellowship driving down. So we were, we were, we were driving down, and um, when we got to Waco, just past Weco, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me, and the Lord spoke to me. He says, um, Donald Trump is going to be the president of the United States of America, and I want you to help him. In this meeting where I'm, you're going, I want you to tell them to give you a quarter of a million dollars to establish the 2026, the 2026 2016. Uprising was the name God gave me, the uprising, that the people were going to rise up and mm-hmm. they're going to stand with, with Donald Trump and they're going to support him and he's going to be president. Mm-hmm. And that I would need a quarter of a million dollars to orchestrate that, to support him. So I'm like, I've never met these people. I've never been to this group Mm -hmm. of businessmen. So I got in the meeting and uh, (laughs) and I told them that, oh, by the way, on I-35, driving down here, the Spirit of the Lord told me, that Donald Trump is going to be our next president, and everybody rocked with <laughs> laughter, and they think I'd fallen off my tree. Mm. That I was the most crazy man, and that they were wasting their time to mm-hmm. come and listen to such a crazy man mm-hmm. saying God speaking to him on I-35, driving down to Austin past Waco. Yes. So, and I said, um, yeah, "The Lord said you're gonna you're gonna give me." immediately caught up a million dollars to, to set up the, the uprising. Mm-hmm. And um, there was one man whose wife, when she heard that uh, this strange guy was coming to, to speak to the group of businessmen, she wanted to go with her husband. Mm-hmm. Her husband said, no, 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 this is just a men's meeting. You, mm-hmm. you, you really don't need to be there. It's all men. He said, she said, no, I, I, I'm going. I'm coming. I want to know, I just feel like God needs me to be there. There's something in my heart that says, go to this meeting. So when I said what I said, the Holy Spirit said, this is why I have you here. You are to give the quarter million dollars to set up the uprising, to support Donald Trump, to be the next president of the United States. What this man has said is true. So the man didn't get it. Yep. That woman got it. Yep. And she called the following morning and said, Robert, give me your bank account. I'm wiring a quarter million dollars for you to set up the uprising. Let me let
0: me let me explain a couple of things here to the people. Number one, you have still never met Donald Trump. No. But God told you that Donald Trump would be president. That's right. The uprising was a was a social media platform that you spent the quarter million dollars for and it went out around the United States to tell the people and Christians, primarily Christians, that he was the anointed one to be the president of the United States. And by the way, we all know the outcome Donald Trump became the president of the United States in 2006.
1: Exactly. And, uh, you know, that that was... um the amazing thing, because then I said, "God, I need a man," and God sent me a man, and uh, it, it all happened. Because when God speaks, He confirms, and it happens. It, it doesn't matter how big it is; it doesn't matter how small it is. He is a loving Father. He wants us to walk in prophetic revelation mm. and uh, know in our hearts that He is in absolute control. That. He is the blessed controller of every situation Mm. and that we are to simply trust him, wait upon him, listen to him, and he will fulfill all that he said. All this goes back to the missionaries prophesying over me from the John G. Lake group carrying the, the, the Azusa Street anointing mm. and releasing it upon me. And God, who is a covenant-keeping God, mm. who is faithful, yes. uh, has fulfilled every prophecy that they gave. Yes. And He He never ceases to amaze me how sometimes in my flesh I despair.
0: Mm. And
1: He always walks me through one day at a time, one step at a time, one victory at a time, one revelation at a time, and it's just progressive revelation, ever-increasing anointing, because He is faithful, and I've now learned that it's really not what we do for God. It's waiting upon God, listening to God, Mm. abiding in Him. Mm. He is Vine, he is the vine, and we are the branches. We just receive the revelation mm-hmm. and the impartation. And if we are faithful, the Lord will give us greater measure to him, much is given, much, much is, is expected. Wine. Amen. All so, right. I Got one, no, no. i got one
0: final question. Yes. i got one final question for you. We've done eight parts now. You have explained all the way back. We know now, anybody watching, can understand that God has called you as a last day's prophet to the nations. Why do you think that is, Dr. Morey? What is the reason He has called you for all the prophecies, for instilling presidents, for last day's prophet to give you the revelation? What is the reason Tell us in closing why Robert Mugabe.
1: Well, I have to say that this is what God has revealed to me, especially speaking to heads of nations, appointing heads of nations. I, I was at a conference in South Africa, and I dismissed Robert Mugabe from the office of the president, and I said, in a year, when I come back, he will be out of the office, and I removed publicly in a conference, uh, standing at the podium. And I said, now I'm also re- gonna re- re- remove the president of, of, of DRC because they are exploiting their people. Mm-hmm. And the people from those countries who were in the conference were amazed as I dismissed them. And I said, this shall be assigned to you. If I come back next year and they're still in office, I'm a false prophet. Mm-hmm. And they were all thrown out and when I went back, the place was wild because Mugabe was gone, Kabila was gone. Because we have the power to appoint leaders, to dismiss leaders. Mm-hmm. And this particular peculiarity regarding my ministry and life has to do with, I, I want you to read the scripture. Mm-hmm. It has to do with Psalm 18, verse 50. <laughs> Psalm 18, verse 50, it, it, it defines what that is because that is the divine right of kings that still resides within the Davidic bloodline and the Davidic uh, uh, descendants that God has given to David, the divine right of kings. Mm-hmm. And that it is within the family, the bloodline that we have jurisdiction over nations and peoples because that is the covenant keeping God who never breaks covenant? Mm. If we're faithful to Him, let's read that.
0: Psalm eighteen, verse fifty. He gives His king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to His anointed, to David
1: and his descendants that's, forever. I want to say to the to you, my friend, listening to me. I, it's not because I am a, a descendant of King David, and that's why I have all this. Yes, that you can be positioned by, by right of birth, like Esau. Esau was positioned by right of birth, mm-hmm. but he did not experience the, the destiny that he, he was supposed to, to embrace because his heart was not aligned with the heart of God. Amen. Now, what brings this miraculous supernatural into operation within us is the alignment of our hearts with the heart of God. Mm. It's desiring. My desire is, Lord, I want to have the heart of David. Mm-hmm. I want to be a man after your own heart. I want to please you. I want to walk with you. I want to obey you. It is that passionate love affair with Jesus that then releases the anointing yes. because I you can have the appointment and without the anointing, so it is, the, it is the anointing that then reveals these things. It is then the, the operations comes with the anointing. Amen. So there are many of David's descendants all over the world, but they don't have the anointing mm. because they are not seeking the anointing. They are not pressing for God. So it is it has to do with our hearts. Mm. Are we willing to? to surrender all to him so Mm. that he takes over. And this does not only apply to the house of David, Mm. because every one of you listening to me, Jesus Christ purchased you with his blood. Amen. You have been born again into the royal family of the king of kings, Mm. his majesty, the king. You are a child of a king. You are anointed you are appointed. God sings a love song over you. He says, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Amen. And He said, all things are possible yes. to those who believe. So everything is possible if you believe because you are no longer just another human being. You are a new creation. Mm, amen, and there's a new creation, christ is your life mm-hmm. christ is your joy christ is your peace yes, christ lives his life through you you can ask anything in his name and it'll be done unto you amen, so amen. it's not limited to like oh robert you're so blessed you you have the, the royal bloodline and so because of your 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 your, your descendants because you're the descendant of david God's walking with you yeah. no it is about the heart that's right it's about Available to everyone. Being available to him, Mm -hmm. saying, God, here I am. If you can use use me. Mm -hmm. Like Isaiah, he said, I saw the Lord. I had lifted (laughs) up. And the Lord said, whom shall I send? And I say, here I am, Mm -hmm. send me. If you would say, here I am, send Mm -hmm. me, he will send you. He will anoint you. He will guide you. There's nobody with a monopoly on the presence and the power and the anointing of God. (laughs) <laughs> it's available to all of his children. Amen. As his child, I'm saying to you, yes, you can prophesy. Yes, you can heal the sick. Yes, you can raise the dead. Mm, yes, the miracles of biblical proportion can happen today. Jesus said greater miracles than this." That's days. right. So you can do greater miracles. Mm. That's why I want to say my testimony is just to encourage you, mm. to say to you, believe again. Thank you. You look to Jesus again. Trust again. There's much, much more for you Mm. if you just take God at His word and trust in Him and wait upon Him and believe His word. His promises are true. Every promise is yea and amen and amen (laughs) in Christ Jesus.
0: Wow, Dr. Mori, on behalf of everyone that's watched that is watching now and is going to watch this, we just want to say thank you for the calling upon your life. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your humbleness to open your life for these eight parts and telling us about how God has called you as a last day's prophet. We want to thank you all for joining us here at Good News World. Thank you for joining in these Q&As. If you want to keep track of everything that we're doing here in our ministry or with these Q&As or on our radio station WRNO, you can uh, go to this uh, web link, put in your email address, and we will keep you updated on everything that we do here at Good News World. We ask that you pray. Pray for us. Pray for the ministry. Continue to pray for Dr. More, He's this last day's prophet. The righteous prayers of the saints are heard, and we covet your prayers. We also covet your finances. We ask that you pray and ask God whether you're to support us with your tithes or your offerings or your gifts. You can give two different ways. Number one, you can go to this website, there's a donate button at the bottom of the page. You can click on that donate button and put in your credit card information and give as the Holy Spirit would tell you to give. God loves a cheerful giver. You can also go to uh, this P.O. box and mail in your checks, cashier's checks, money orders. Make those out to Good News World and mail those to the P.O. box at the very bottom of your page. We want to thank you. Dr. Morey and I are going to pray this next week and find out what it is that we'll bring to you as a Q&A is our question and answer for starting next week on another topic or another series. But for now, Dr. Mori, please put the priestly blessing on all of
1: the brethren watching. If you believe and receive this blessing, you will be blessed. Mm. Father God, we thank thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary. Mm. You You redeemed every person with your Mm. blood. You're saying to everyone, come to me. Thank you. I'll receive you. Mm. I'll forgive. I'll forgive you, and I'll cleanse you. I'll restore you. Thank you I will. Father. I'll be with you. So, Father, we thank you that mm. you are available to all that are listening. Yes, Lord. you're you're bigger than their biggest problem, mm. and every problem in their lives is a prospect for a miracle. You, so, we are releasing mm. the supernatural, the miraculous, yes. to take place in their lives mm. because they dare take you at your word. Father, thank, thank you. Father. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep yes, you. Lord. May the Lord lift up his countenance and shine upon you and be gracious towards Mm -hmm. you and give you his peace. Mm. In the name of the Father Mm. and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.